Yo, what up, what up, what up, world? It's your man, JMC. Your man, Lou Bim. What up, everybody? It's Shalene, your favorite girl. And we're going vocal today, y'all. Hey, listen, Um, I want to send a shout-out, because I like to always give my shout-outs at the beginning of the day. I want to give a shout-out to all my people out there in Florida, in the state of Florida, Um, all my people out there in the state of Texas, believe it or not, all my people in the state of California, all my people in the state of New Jersey, all my people in the state of North Carolina. I named some of these places because it was a lot of things happened this weekend in each one of those places. Um, but I just want to send them some going vocal love and shout them out. That's all. Anybody got any shout outs before we get the day started? Um, okay, I'll take that silence as a no. No, so, nah, okay. nah, it's always people to shout out. I just want to shout out my people at Onaji's Hair Studio. I miss you guys. I love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the great feedback on the previous podcast. I want to shout out all my people in the tri-state who have been doing what they're supposed to do and who've been looking out for one another. Much love to y'all. It's a great effort, people. I want to give a shout out to all my boys, my Thursday night boys at T Cigar Lounge and Rollway. Uh, see you guys Thursday night. Okay. 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 In the Boom Boom Room. Okay. All right. Now we know where the party be going. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and please do subscribe to the show at Going Vocal and email us anything at g o i n v o c a l at gmail dot com. That's Going Vocal at gmail dot com. Yeah, people, we love to hear your feedback. Keep it coming. You guys have been giving us some fantastic feedback. It's helping us build on our platform, so we really, really appreciate it. And there could be, you know, something in it for you. If you give up some good feedback, you might end up on the show. Just hit us up. Absolutely. 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 So check it out, y'all. I was out. um, I guess we all were out this weekend. Everybody doing. My my man, Lou Bim, celebrated his birthday. Big Lou. Happy birthday to the king. So I know he probably, he don't want to say, but I know he did some shopping. You know, we did a little shopping, but we did house shopping. But it made me think about um, brands, luxury brands. Because, you know, we, we've all been, I, I'll say victim, because we always caught up into buying that stuff. So um, we've all been into buying and purchasing luxury items. And, I, you know, I thought about it. Like, there's been a lot of things that happened over the last couple of years since pre-COVID and during COVID that a lot of the tabloids were reporting all these racist um, I guess commercial ads and mm. things of that nature for luxury brands. And I thought about it and we was, you know, we talked about it offline. Do you feel the luxury brands are insensitive to our culture? And if so, what do we intend to do about it? Okay. That's, that's a good question and, and a good statement. Um, I do think they are insensitive to the African-American community. And in considering, and especially I, I, one that's, that sticks out the most to me is I think about Gucci, uh, when Gucci had that that sweater with the monkey lips and all that stuff. I mean, with yeah. the lips and stuff like that. And uh, and I did some research at the time when that happened. And African American made up over a third of all their sales. Yes, like we made a third of all their sales, and this is how you repay us by doing an image as such. So I think they're very insensitive to our culture. But I'll tell you what, and even, and that's a slap in the face to Dapper Dan because Dapper Dan was working with them at the time that was released. So Mm. my thing was, 
they that lets that pretty much lets you know that one hand doesn't talk to the other. Because mm-hmm. he would have told them not to put that bullshit out. But, but what I think it says more importantly is they only have him at the table for certain conversations. Absolutely. Right? Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Basically, that says, you know, I don't want to be too loose with the word is you could be a token. Right. So mm-hmm. they only had to bring Dapper Dan in is because they caught so much flat for copying his work that he had been known for when they went back and sued him to stop his revenue stream. So they felt like the only right thing to do and to control, do damage control, was to bring him on po- on board. So is his position a token position or does he have real say-so to make change within their organization? I definitely think there is a racist element to all of that because they know in the black and brown community, we are very teensy. So those people who are from the Caribbean, they know what tingsy mean. We like things. We like things. The bigger, the better. The bigger the jewelry, the bigger the houses, and the bigger the cars. We want it, right? So they know to market some things to us. Put a big gold Gucci belt on it. We all on it. You can't keep them damn Gucci belts in stock. So they know how to market their product to us. So we're just a commodity to them. We're just a dollar. They don't really care about how that is going to impact our community or when they put those type of racist ads out. Because, listen, before something hits the shelf, for me, Lou Jamil, and all you listeners out there to get, there is a very lengthy process that it has to go through before that is approved, then manufactured, and all the other steps in between. So you telling me from concept creation to the point where it ended up on a freaking shelf, no one in that organization kind of gave that a side eye and said, I don't know, that's a little bit questionable. We might want to rethink it. That's a perfect example to show to show you that that entire organization is probably has some racist element to it. They didn't think twice about it because they don't value our voices. And another thing is they know we ain't going to do shit. They know we ain't going to do shit. We're going to make a little bit of noise for a few minutes. Might be a 20-minute a boycott, and then we're going to be right in the stores. We're going to be right back in the stores. But yeah. people, look, people, situation. people making noise and boycott. But looking at the new line that just came out at the same time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's sad, you know, like you say, just make a little bit of noise. And again, those those companies, those organizations, they do not have us in mind. I think about when Kanye West knocked on all they, Kanye West knocked on all they, they told him like, yo, no, nah, you're not, we can't let you into this, to this world. And that's what made him say, you know what, I make my own brand and come into your world. I, I applaud him for doing that, but I feel like I feel like they haven't done enough, these luxury brands. Right. So I think the word diversity and inclusion is a big buzzword right now. Everybody's right. using it, right? Everybody's got an ambassador and a face of their diversity and inclusion brand. And it's either going to be a black person mm-hmm. or it's going to be a female, especially if it's a female leader who's black or from another, you know, black and brown community. It's going to look good for them if they put that face out there. So sometimes those be tokens. But the reality is a lot of these companies are not doing the real work that needs to be done. Right. So what you throw a couple hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars when you get caught with your hand in a cookie jar. Right. You get caught doing some some shit that's going to offend our community. 
now all of a sudden you want to react, the first thing they do is throw money at us. Right. It's deeper than that. Right. It's deeper than that. We want to see consistent change. We want to see you having content creators all throughout your organization, not just on the part of your company that you think is tailored to black people. Right. Put those content creators and those voices and have let them be real change makers. Let them be real decision makers. That's helping you make sure what you do doesn't offend, but also make sure it's tailored to the type of things that we like. I even think some of these brands are racist with how they structure the clothing. They know some right. of that clothing is not really typically going to fit a curvy, more curvy body. Mm hmm. But they want our dollars. So now you forcing these women. I'm going to say forcing. I don't want to say forcing because people have free will. If you want something from Gucci, you either got to get it custom made, right? right. Or you got to put on some shit that's so tiny. I have not once. I, Gucci is my preferred brand, right? So I, I'm guilty, right? I'm guilty of it too. I like Gucci. I'm not a big Louis fan. Don't like Prada and Dior, but I, I do love my Gucci, Right. I don't own one piece of Gucci clothing, because, not because I can't afford, some of it's definitely outside of my price range, but that shit is not tailored for my body. It's all that super, 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 super slim, skinny, ultra European fit. I would like to get me a little jacket, so that means either I gotta not have it or hope Dapper Dan can uh, uh, do a courtesy uh, shipment. So I definitely think it goes much more deeper than just the material that they put out in market. I think it's how they they structure the clothing. I think it's the price point as well. But I think um, I'll say this, and it's not just Gucci, because you have Prada has had backlash with the Black Sambo charm. Dolce & Gabbana had an anti-Asian I guess saying, I don't know about it, but I know a lot of them, it's not just us, it's it's globally. So it's not just our culture, it's other cultures too. So it's only targeted for one culture. And so it seems. So when you look at it that way, everybody has had to, to deal with this, but how are we going to change it? Like, what are we going to do to make a difference? I mean, we could hold them accountable, but the only way you could hold them accountable in that way is to hit them in their pockets. Right. And not only that, we may have to, um, have to have some type of dialogue, an open dialogue with the consumer. And we need to see, like, and, and I think when you get to when you get to the to these uh, to these arenas and you're fighting these companies like that, uh, one of my questions would be: Let me see everybody who's on the board. Who's on the board? Oh, you'll be surprised. I guarantee you, it's no people of color. It's, it's no, no I, 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 it's very few people of color. I would think it's really, I would think, I would bet that most of them have no people of color. At I, that level, at the board level, mm -hmm. no, I would think they don't have any people of color. I would be very surprised. Surprisingly, I would say one. Now, Lou, you know this to be true because we've dabbled in the fashion world before. Right. There's always one. There's always one, I, and I and I and I, I think and and I think that's what surprises everybody I'd because be when you surprised. see that it's like and it's always easily e either a, a a woman or a man obviously because we only come in women <laughs> but and I don't want to be too off with what I say so I have to keep it clean but there's always one it's always one I, I, I find I'm hard pressed to believe that but the one thing about that when it is one. Just imagine if, if, if the boy can the 15, so it's one person trying to out yell 14.
if he, barely, if, the, if he is, but that's the thing, as if he or she is trying to outrule it. Because you got to remember, these are these are people of design. So when when they create, they create with one keeping their keeping their status with employment, and two making a dollar. So mm-hmm. when they when they create these things, they create with the thought of sale. They create with the thought of pushing the pushing the product so they could generate money. So, but there's always one in every in all of these lines that they hire freelance. It's always one. I know a few right now that have done it for all of them. There's tons of creatives who are from the ur- the urban community, the the black and brown community. Look what Beyonce did when she did her um African um. A piece of masterpiece of work she pulled in all these unknown mm-hmm. uh designers and look how amazing that work is so there's tons of people out here who are talented but i guess i i'm still of the assumption until somebody shows me different that many of these major um luxury brands do not have sufficient people of color working in their organization um, i i don't believe it and i don't believe that they have them at um, the high levels. I give you a perfect example that happened this year. So, um, you know, I don't know what our restrictions are, but there's a social media influencer and, you know, I won't give his name, but I think some of our listeners may have seen this. Um, he He's a very talented young man, self-made. He's now a social media influencer, but he also has this other business that he has been doing for years. And so I, I'm a fan of his. I watch him. I love uh, his, his, his work and content he puts out. He detailed his experience with a luxury band in California, um, and it was Valentino. He went in there all ready to make a purchase, right? And when he went in there, he was, he was, he's a person of color. He was treated so disrespectfully. The salesperson looked at him and on site made a judgment call that he is not the type of customer that they would want. She made that based on what he looked like. She didn't know who this man was, what his following was. So he was so offended by it, um, what she said and how she treated him, that he opted not to make a purchase. And so what he did was, after his experience, he came onto his social media platform, which is huge, huge. He is, he is huge, right? And he detailed his experience. Did he not get a call from someone in the C-suite at Valentino? And then, and then they followed up, right? And they had him speak to the CEO of the company who personally gave him an apology and then told him, my people will be reaching back out to you within the next hour. You are able to go back into that same store, any store of your choosing, and you pick whatever you want whatever you want. I can tell you right now, I have had this happen to me on more cases than not. So I definitely sympathize and can understand. If they would do it to Oprah, you think they won't do it to little old Shaleen from the Going Local Pod Squad? Yeah. yeah. Living right here in Jersey, I have gone literally last month, July, two months ago when my son turned 30, I wanted to give him a grown man present. So I know that now with the pandemic, there's a whole lot of restrictions on who can go in the store. You got to wait. So I got to Shore Hills Mall right here in Jersey that we all love, that carries all of our luxury brands. I got there an hour before the store opened. I was the second person in line. I was not dressed up because I had makeup appointments. 
I don't care. I don't need to give an excuse. I don't feel like I always need to be dressed to the nines to go into these stores. The the guy, the white the white woman did not want to help me because I had my, my I didn't have a bonnet on. I had a turban from Butterfly Creations on. Experienced the metamorphosis. I had a very print pretty printed <laughs> turban on, and I had on a casual outfit, tank top and some denim. This white woman, she bypassed me because when she looked at me, I did not look like the customer that she wanted to serve. And she probably didn't want to waste her time with me because she thought maybe I was just window shopping. And it wasn't going to be a commission in it for her. Yeah. So she didn't have a vested interest in trying to help me. So not only did the young man, the young man of color, um, give me a hand, he gave me excellent service and I got his business card because now my birthday is coming up next month. Shout out to all the Scorpios. And so I'm in the market. Negative. <laughs> I'm in the market for a new, a, a new item. And so now I've been working directly with him. So now I'm establishing a relationship, but because I didn't look like what she expected a Gucci customer to look like, she passed me by. She passed me by. But she didn't want to waste her time with me. And, I, and I've had that happen on many occasions when you go into some of these luxury stores. See, I'm different. Like, when I have those experiences, like, I always tell her, I don't go back. You know, I'll find a place, because I've had those experiences. But see, the difference, what I do, and, and Sha will tell you, I get on Google, and I write a nasty letter. Oh, yeah. And I get feedback. Yeah. I, I just had two feedbacks now, and, and they reprimanded both situations. It was one situation with my car, and another situation with Sha's car. So, I, I I do I'm, I'm I do my due diligence in that arena because I think that I don't you have to push to the Shore agenda. Hills. I'm not a fan of Shore Hills. I, I like I love having a luxury brands there, but I typically, to your point, Jamil, I do not patronize that particular location. I've I have contacts in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Vegas where I get most of my stuff from, and they they waive the taxes and they send it to me. But because of the urgency and the need I had, that's why I went there, and it just reaffirmed. That's why I don't like going to that particular location because they start thinking like, oh, you're supposed to look like a certain thing to be able to afford this brand. Anybody but, can okay, buy something. I'm, now, I'm going I'm to I'm make this, this question more local. And I know it's, it's off script, but it's, on, it's also in line with what we're talking about. Think about the community we live in because we get that same treatment at the bodegas. So, and, and, and shall I tell you, Lou, I'm very petty. If you oh, do, yeah, if you do not that. respect my people in a bodega, I will not buy a twenty-five cent piece he of candy. He literally from drives out of I his not, way. I will go out of my way and go somewhere, and go somewhere else. Where, I'm really re- where I'm respected, because I think it starts at home. So if, if I'm not respected by this group of people, and and I'm already dealing with that in the mall, I'm not shopping at none of those. But none of them getting my dollar. And and I applaud you for that. And I think I think that's kind of where we're we'll talking about, like. When you started the show, like, what should we do? Because we've had, we've seen hand over fist where this continues to rear its ugly head, where these brands are not respecting our community, right? The black and brown community. And then we have very famous people who have huge platforms who will boycott it, right? And then we jump on a bandwagon. We make a little noise. We make our voice heard for a short period of time. But the black dollar spins but here's the thing Absolutely. it only stays in our community for six hours the average right. black dollar only stays in our community for six dollars as six opposed hours. to some of other ethnic groups jewish people 20 to 24 hours yeah so that's that means you they are only patronizing their businesses 
But when we say that, we have to put accountability on black people too. Because when you try, when you try to patronize these black and urban businesses, it'd be bullshit. Mm-hmm. It'd be bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. I want to hear your feedback, um, go in vocal audience. My experience, I'm going to be honest, has been shitty. It's, it's one young lady who she's not in the fashion, um, in the in the business in that capacity anymore. But her name is Tamika Lowe. Shout out to Tamika. We went to high school together. I know her family. Me and her sister was in the same grade. Makisha. She had a business where she did clothing and retail. I can tell you, her service was amazing, and not because she knew me, not because she knew Shalene. That's just how she took pride in her business. She now does real estate. She does the same thing in her real estate capacity. But when you go to these urban businesses, the hours are not consistent. Your website not updated. Your prices are not the appropriate price point for the quality of your thing, of your of your commodity. They make it difficult. So it's like you're forced to go back, so, yeah. make a beeline to these other brands. Agreed. So, so if we truly want to make change, it's not just having that conversation with the luxury brands. It's really come having that come to Jesus meeting with our own community. Like if we want our black dollar to stay in the black community, we have to make it worthwhile. People work Absolutely. really hard for their money and you can't expect so much and you're giving so little. So I think it's multifaceted. I think it's many layers to what we can do to change. But I, I think, you know, really at the core of it, we have to be out front and be consistent about what we want, but also we have to contribute to it in our own black community. No, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think that me personally, and 100% what you just said, uh, Shalane, um, and I think personally, if uh, Ralph Lauren ever did anything like that, he owe me a personal apology because all the money I spent with that guy. <laughs> You and me both. Yo, and you want to hey, call you, email you, and text you. And I'm going to be very forgiving, too, because I, I like his stuff. I spent a lot of money. I, I know, I know what a teddy listen. bear sit to your house. Exactly. Listen, I know what the house is in Alpine, New Jersey. I know what you say at Alpine, Ralph. So listen. Exactly. exactly. For real. A, pre- a preview access to the 2022 collection, and we'll call it even. <laughs> I know her feelings. Going that way, but you know, here's, and you know, here's the thing. I I just think um, all across the board, we I think respect starts with ourselves. And I right. think a lot of these these um, designers, the fashion world, I think the music doesn't really help because at the same time we're pledging a protest. Think about it. We were protesting Gucci about the the Sam. The, what was that? The the the, the ugly mask they had with the mm-hmm. lips and the, the, mm-hmm. the hat. Mm-hmm. While we were protesting that situation, all the rappers were still wearing Gucci at the mm-hmm. same time. So mm-hmm. there's a there was a total disconnect, and I and I think it's it's a generation disconnect because you got I don't know how old DJ Khaled and um the baby I don't know how old these guys are, but they were still wearing that stuff. Everything they wear is Gucci, so it didn't stop anything, and it it creates confusion. Because it's, if it's like, if I'm protesting something in my household, but yet everybody is patroning the place that I'm protesting, that means there's a disconnect. So Agreed. you got these guys still wearing Gucci while we're protesting. So that says a lot. That's, that says a lot. Either they don't care 
Maybe they feel like it's not dealing with them directly. Maybe they're naive in some approach. And I don't want to say that, but I think we are ignorant to some things. I just think that sometimes people feel like if it doesn't affect them personally, then oh well. And I think that's the wrong mentality to have, but that sh clearly shows you that there's a generation gap. I don't know how you guys feel, but that whole situation bothered me. Even to this day, I think about that. Like, yo, these guys still wearing this stuff, even despite the things they put out. It's so racially insensitive. Agreed. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. So, so go and vote. Go and vote. Sorry, go and vote for podcast community. Let us hear your thoughts. What do you think? Do you shop luxury brands? Have you boycotted them? What do you think we can do to change and shift this dynamic? You know, is there real change coming or should we just, you know, pipe down and deal with it and look fashionable? You know, what, what are your thoughts on shopping in our own black and brown communities? Have you had any service issues? Do you think there's a quality versus price point disconnect? What do you think we could do collectively to make sure that because the black dollar is so big for all these brands, how can we really truly impact change? Let us know your thoughts. We're here to hear uh, hear what you got to say. We want to hear you. Absolutely, absolutely. And on that note, everybody know what time it is. It's time for somebody to get their shit together. Her <laughs> favorite part of the show. That's what I it is. Go. Okay, 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 go. okay, okay. She's throwing a temper tantrum in here. We're gonna let you go, shot. Listen. There is somebody who needs to get their shit together. And this pains me to say it because I'm a fan of this person. I love their body of work that they put on. And I love their body. But Tyrese. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Tyrese, you need to get your shit together. Every time I turn around, he crying. He breaking up with women. And now your most recent escapade has taken me to new lows. That's taking you to a new low. You had this wonderful woman who you were smoozing all over social media. I was here for it. All your other fans were here for it. And now you concoct a fake breakup story so that you can promote your potential YouTube channel with this lady and you were dogging this woman out, putting fake videos out, wishing her well, only to come back two or three days later and say that it was all a scam. No. Get your shit together, boy. Wow. You killing me, son. Oh, wow. That, talk about waist deep. Sweet lady. <laughs> F9. Just, it's, all, it's all over the place. You killed me this weekend. Okay. My get your shit together is going out to me. I'm gonna give myself my get your shit together. My get, I, I'm, I'm saying it to me because I don't spend enough time getting my shit together. I procrastinate on things that I'm supposed to do for myself, um, and I feel like in it, and I lose, I misstep a lot of things, and I, I fall behind. Especially since I have a lot, I have my own goals set. So sometimes I get sidetracked and easily swayed. So I'm just challenging myself to complete my goals and get my shit together. Okay, Jim. I like that. Accountability. Accountability. My my get get your shit together has to go out to the company that I work for. And I won't put their name on, but I am American Express, but I won't put their name on. <laughs> um and we have an office over in the Mumbai, India, uh in Mumbai, India. And just this weekend passed. They had a holiday, and so they were they were going to be closed. And so on Friday, 
my company saying, hey, I'm mandating people to work on Saturday as well as Sunday. Like, how are you going to tell me the day before that you're going to mandate me to work? Nah, not when I already got plans. So to my company, American Express, I ain't going to say your name, but get your shit together. <laughs> all right, all right. get your shit, shit together. Shit, this is how it goes now. Hey, listen, um, listen, shout out to all the people that listen to the show. Please subscribe to Going Vocal. Um, get your get your going vocal on. Keep going vocal no matter what. Um, we wish everybody peace and blessings and love. And like always, it's your man Jam C in the building. And I'm always with my two family members. Shalane is here. <laughs> Keep going vocal, people. Bim, Lou, Bim, Bim. And a moral of the story is Shalane got connections in Scottsdale, Arizona, Arizona to get that. That's deep. right. Hit me up. I got people on Luxury Avenue out there. <laughs> Yo, we out. And Peace. We out. Peace. Tune in to the Pod Squad.